It's weird because I'm getting some of these, but I don't really completely get what's going on. But I'm in touch with my nanny. She was my nanny. I call her Shul Shul because mm-hmm. when we were growing up, she kept saying, sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And I just started calling her whatever I did. Cute. But she re-entered my life around this period and, you know, created this room in her house for me. Oh, and it kept wow. filling up with things, like, that I remembered. And she's like, oh, you know, I just saved it from the house. And I'm like, wow, thank you so much. And, God, she's my second mom. She's my rock. She's the reason I do everything. And, you know, fast forward... 10 months or so toward the end of the second year of school I remember going back to her house around my birthday and she was like you know I we've got to talk about something so she sat me down and like pulled out this jar and I was like just I just started crying because I knew what it was and she was holding my grandmother's remains and I'm like where did you get this and I was so I was hyper close. Like my grandmother was my world. That's me. And she starts sobbing too. Oh. And she's like, I didn't want to tell you, but she had literally, you guys, and I'm not exaggerating, Tuesday after Tuesday after Tuesday, gone to the district and the states, flea markets and swap meets to find the vendors that were selling my stuff. Oh. And she was buying them back oh, that year, and she bought what a good human. It was amazing, like, oh, and that was what like an a, amazing soul. Yeah, that was this defining moment of like, I didn't all of a sudden feel like I was bawling, but I felt so lucky that I can't even tell you it was like this euphoric state of like epiphany or something, where I was like, wow, for that to be happening, and you to be that amazing, like. I can't yeah. wait to show you guys, you, everybody, why you believed in me. And mm-hmm. it was this weird pivot from, like, I felt so lonely, obviously, mm-hmm. and depressed that year. One of my aunts recommended, obviously, therapy. So I was in, I was in like, the school therapy counseling mm-hmm. office right. often. But this moment, I was like, whoa. This was self-generated gratitude. Yeah. And it led to all these, you know, other, this other mentality. So, so yeah, it was, it was so crazy, but... You know, everything becomes normal and everything becomes, like, once you accept it, it becomes the way it is. So It's like the new normal. Exactly. So after that, I was, it became actually a lot easier and a little bit comical. Um, I think I've always tried to bring light to situations and that that comedy. Like, if I'm getting a photo of, you know, this jewelry box from eighth grade with our initials, you know, my first, like, love or whatever, do you want this? I'm now able to, like shop on my phone from swap meets every day and that becomes hilarious in itself and it becomes the new normal in this weird way so yeah yeah, so it was absolutely um a little bit crazy (laughs) yeah yeah so it was it was nuts and then you know through college I became that go-getter and I do attribute it to the people who were weirdly rooting me on because I'm like all right Erica you still got people behind you (laughs) make them proud and um yeah, and so that was sort of the course, and then my mom and my story is its own, like, it took on a life of its own in terms of her path, because, you know, if you're listening this far, she's she is now, and currently, um, still a part of the homeless community, so wow. she, you know, not shelter, was like, under an overpass, so that is her space, and I'm so much more comfortable talking about it now that like had you asked me four years ago I would have 
I don't know. I just felt this weird abandonment. It's uncomfortable. Like, what are you going to say? Like, there's no, there's no way to like, there's there's no way to like even say that. There's no way to be politically correct. Like, my mom's homeless. It's a true, it's so crazy. And right. And just, I'm sure even saying those words out of your mouth, you're like, what am I saying? So how could you say it to someone else? Big, exactly. And then some people are like, oh, she doesn't have a house right now. And then sometimes it's like, oh, she should find a shelter. But there's this weird conversation that needs to be a bigger one about the addiction to a lifestyle where you don't have that responsibility. And for a woman who, oh my gosh, like it's so crazy. Before and after is what kind of hurts people or gets people or gets them emotional if you knew her because she was not necessarily like, you know, normal. She was this, to me, my idol. She is, she was my idol. Like this woman was, taught me everything I knew to be the most classy, you know, luxurious upscale. Like this was our lifestyle and this is what she taught me. And I think there was this point where, you know, the last material item that she had or home was like taken from her and with that comes an entire life shift and took me so long to understand it. But, you know, two years ago, I think it, two Christmases ago now, my fiance, who was instrumental in us getting back together, like um, my mom and I seeing each other because I didn't see her for so many years because it was hard to get her on a plane or a train. He like stuck it out, finally got her, uh, you know, her and I to reconvene. And it was really this beautiful understanding and almost like needing to complete the past and accept this new woman and also see her and be proud of her and let her know that I'm here for whatever lifestyle she has. But uh, two Christmases ago, she was sort of able to walk us through her life in the community. And it was so surreal because I remember all she wanted to do was show us this space, this ironically a storage unit and you know, we had till this certain time, she was so passionate about showing us like, you know, like almost like a little kid would be. And we luckily we made it there on time. She didn't let us into like under the overpass area, but like, obviously we just met at the corner somewhere. And like, she was able to show us this storage unit where she kept all these things. And then like, it was so crazy. She walked over to this like piano and we had this stunning baby grand piano in our formal room Mm -hmm. dining room growing up and uh, we sold it you know weirdly while I was gone that year to probably pay for other things but this one is obviously was not a baby grand but it was a piano nonetheless and it was sitting there and she got on and started playing and she couldn't play the piano so I didn't expect that and then all of a sudden she just like I have it filmed, which is the craziest part because I don't, I just felt I needed to be, but she started playing and it was so beautiful. So beautiful that I was like, mom, wait, 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 how are you playing the piano right now? And like, she looks at me and she's like, Oh, I play the piano. I can play every note. And, uh, I also know how to drive a forklift. And I'm like, oh my God. And it was so weird. Such a nothing sentence. But I don't know why it struck me that I was like, oh my God. She's like learning to do all these things. things She is so proud of. And, you know, I was able to share like, 
I'm so proud of you. Mm. And I'm happy. And she, like, talks about freedom in a weird way. Yeah. She weirdly helps the community there. Oh. Big fish, small pond. I'll never really know. Mm -hmm. But she just was free, I guess. And... So you think that so do you think that she is part of this because it just allows her to be completely free after going through everything that you guys went through? Yeah, you know, I think a part of her was like, okay, you know, she's nineteen. My younger sister was a few months from turning eighteen. And I think So she wasn't like legally abandoning you. No, she was well, basically yeah. done raising them in a sense yeah. of you No, but what children. I'm saying is you can't do that if a no, child is a young, right. Yeah. Not under a certain age. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. Exactly. I mean to it there's so many there's so many angles, right? And it's all subjective. You know, to one, it's like, yeah, you left me and I wanted my best friend in this trajectory of a mom and I went through college in a house of six girls and their moms were there ever you know, there's all of that. But then there's also, wow, you're your own woman and motherhood is tricky and losing everything is scarring. And so I have to approach it with understanding. Now, I'm not 100% always an angel. I know I I have boundaries, right? I have boundaries and I get frustrated. I get so frustrated often, right? Because how it's like, it's crazy. A little bit, it's like so crazy. But, you know, there's times where it all sort of comes together and we're able to do things like on the road to this wedding. And ironically, I will say... She has read online. She, like, Googles often Mm -hmm. about passion to paycheck. My fiancé's mother will be down that week because we have a bridal shower the next week, actually. And so she talks to my fiancé a lot more. Like, I'm very busy, and obviously that's not necessarily an excuse, but sometimes because you love a person so much— it can it can take you out of what you're trying oh, to accomplish. Yeah. Oh yeah, I gotta. So, we, all, uh, we all have those families. Oh lives, yeah, and messes with you and your psyche, and you have totally. to stay in the zone. And yeah, so yeah, there's the irony of my fiance talking to my mom more uh, frequent than what a good man. Even me. so, she has a phone now. Um, she does, and in fact, that was the condition five years after was I was going to allow for her and I to meet again if she was able to keep a consistent phone number for five to six months and it made so much sense to her and I think she saw the commitment that I had to like if you can if I know that I can call the same number yeah for this long there's security I'll allow right. a, you know a visit if you will um so yeah so ironically she might and you know I take it with a grain of salt but she might be down to meet his mother wow. uh there's a chance she could even be standing, which is so crazy at Passion to Paycheck. Because if you were to ask me nine years ago, um, all I thought about was, wow, I don't know what it's going to be like when I get married, not having my mom. Uh-huh. And weirdly, like I have her and it's, it's not the same, you know, mom, especially inside of the planning and everything mm-hmm. that I would have thought of when I was 12, but it's something. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's the present and me discovering what that means even for my life. So right. it's a really crazy sitch. <laughs> um, Is she, do you think she's going to come to the wedding or? Yeah, I do. I think she'll be at the wedding. I don't know. I'll, I'll share like she was at my sister. My younger sister got married two and a half years ago. She was there and she was very shocked. And as you can imagine my my immediate family group are all the people that we spent our lives with 
for 20 years, so I'm a little, you know, there's nerves. I can, I'm sharing really, really, really authentically here. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, no, this is honesty, which is, it's, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Well, <laughs> getting nervous. married is hard enough. Like, yeah, getting married, yeah. all getting married is stuff is so hard. Like, yeah. And then you add everything you've been through and everything you're still dealing with. Right. That's a whole other bag of, yeah. Yeah, but there is such a sweetness and a good intention to her love, to her love. Like, Aww. she just loves she just loves me. And we got engaged in this very public way, which I did not know was coming. Mm-hmm. But he managed to get her here for the engagement. And oh, she, what yeah, it was on like ABC. It was like the craziest thing of my life. But she, um, one, there was a lot of shock. Two, my friend group, he brought every freaking person, like my entire friend group was oh. there for it. It was like this treasure hunt through Disneyland. Oh, she, cute. they, embraced her with so much love that all she could talk about after was like in this such a sweet way I can't describe it it's like an endearing way and it's also a role reversal mm-hmm. and a role shift for me mm-hmm. inside of what it means to be a parent and a right. daughter yeah. um, but she was like oh my gosh you know Nicole was so nice to me like she she just she hugged me she just hugged me so many times and I was like Everyone loves you, and oh, it's been needed to see that. so long. Yeah. Like nobody, you know, nobody is in that space, and so it'll be an interesting, like, it's baby steps to to reinter to the reintroduction right. of what life is now. I guess, right. and you know, you have family members who are also, you know, her siblings. It's like some of them haven't talked in a very long time, so there's so many dynamics, and like I'm sure everyone can relate. You know, someone doesn't have to go into, you know, homelessness to relate to yeah. not agreeing with yeah. the decision someone's yeah, making in their family. Yeah, so it's, it's so it's weird. It's complicated. Yeah. It's always Relationships are complicated. And family is complicated. Oh, family oh. is the most complicated. It's yeah. so hard. Especially, like, with our roots because it's, like, truly, like, embedded in us and those cords we have through blood are totally. so heavy. It is yeah. nuts. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's just really... Oh, man, really crazy. But I've developed, you know, there's all these little side, these side roads that came out of this where my dad and I, like, I was never athletic. I, I danced. My sister was the one who was sporty. So they always had this relationship, my sister and my dad. After he went through his recovery and his rebuilding of his life, that man is my best friend. Uh, and I don't know uh, if I'd be ever to ever, I don't know if that would have ever happened. Like, right. yeah. it's crazy. Like, yeah. for my birthday last year, I'm like... You know, what are you doing this year? I go, you know, I, I think I want to take my dad to a cabin and just, like, spend the day on the lake. Uh, and it's exactly what I did. And it's, it's so, so awesome. weird. But I want to. Yeah. I don't know how many people can. Right. Say I, that. I'm so right. proud of that. So there's weird little relationships that I would have never had. Things came out. Had none of this yeah. happened. Exactly. So and they, they say, in a crazy, there's always some kind of, you were saying earlier, like, silver lining, even, like, with the universe. It's like. I have a gold line. It's so beautiful. <laughs> like that. Even friends. Like, you know, those family friends or distant cousins that you don't really ever know right like I had no ch- I, it, there was such a necessity to connect with these people right. that I was like wow this is invaluable yeah so that's amazing yeah I, I, and we appreciate you share that so much because no thank you I mean that whole story I, that's it's it, I don't know what to say there's I no told words. you I told you oh, no so I'm like, there's no words but no but you know what I think what's beautiful about the whole thing Erica is that 
it is it was it was so crazy it, it doesn't so end crazy. in hate yeah you're it, not like yeah, angry or not, resentful oh, that's beautiful you, thank you yeah, you're not yeah. bitter you have such a great outlook you've obviously yeah. taken so much away from how you said all these little roads all the things that have happened like obviously there's still so much more continuing from it that you're figuring out it's obviously strengthened you so much yeah who you are and what you've created like you should be truly proud of yourself no, for how you've you. come out of all that thank because there's you. some people like let's be real that look at something and like I'm a victim to that they immediately play oh, the victim part that. but they do and and listen in your situation especially I would not fault you for wanting to go down the road because yeah. it's a I don't I've never I can't heard even imagine I, I cannot even pretend to relate to that totally you know I mean? so it's like yeah. for you to sit here and not only share that real talk and, and be that authentic for our audience but also and obviously for us but also just to see it in yourself and see how well you, you are personally doing and, and the steps that you've taken and what yeah. you've created it's like Girl. No, I love you. Thank you. And it's, you know, it's funny because I started discovering, once I felt all this gratitude, I weirdly started discovering this like space. And what I realize now is like, oh, it was the like creation space, you Mm -hmm. know, like Mm -hmm. the um, crystals and the law of attraction we were talking about earlier. And I just, I don't know. I realized that that space was creation. If you're not creating, you're resisting. Like any any time you're resisting, it means that you're just not you're not allowing yourself to be somewhere or do something or create anything. Because so many people, so many people were like, "Don't you feel guilty? You got to go back. This is your family." Through the process, right? That was difficult. My only my own dad was like, "We got to go find your mom," and I can't tell you. It was like God, source, whatever you believe in. I was like. I truly believe that if I become this best version of myself right. and if I focus on this, regardless of these weird selfish feelings that I did have often, yeah. something good's going to come from it. And I was able to just meet everyone on the way up. Yeah. And it was like, well, and you actually got into a space where yeah. you were able to align with your mom. And I yes. think it's very beautiful that yeah. you said that because we also don't realize that sometimes you do have to step away from things mm-hmm. in order to be able to be in a space to be able to take something off, no matter what it is in yeah, life. Totally. And so you were smart to recognize that and be like, no, I'm not going to get into that right now. I need to focus on me and do what I'm doing. Yeah. And I will get back to that and I'll be in a much better place to be able to understand and accept that. Totally. And it's hard with those boundaries, specifically familial. Like oh, if yeah. you love your family. Oh, no. I've had these conversations with me all the time. I yeah. love my parents to death, but like now Some, having a baby, it's they hard. don't yeah. understand the line. And I, I can have imagine. to try to draw boundary after boundary yeah. after boundary. And it's like, I know it's all out of love and I love them to pieces. They're my parents, but like I am my own parent now and I totally. need to do certain things on my own and I've had to draw and we are still struggling with that because they are trying to find their new normal with me and Don't they're trying you? to find those new lines. Yeah. And it's, it's just so re- like, I know that the circumstances change, but the theme's the same. It's yes, like it is. young adults and just adults in general, right. it's, there's this line of fluidity of like, when do these roles shift? Right. When do they shift? How do they shift? How, How do they play what out? What does that look mm-hmm. like? Yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. are you in charge of her? Ki- like, what is yeah. your relationship like with her now? Because yeah. I feel like you are, a, it seems like you are more of the parent now, which has got to be like really well, tough. Yeah. No, I feel like, so it's funny because I think one of two things happen when you're growing, if you will, you either, either your parents are like permanent parents mm-hmm. and they're trying to tell you how to live your life. Or you weirdly become best friends. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my girlfriends, like their mothers are just, it's such a friendship. And I always kind of wanted that. And 
I have that with my dad, which is really cool. So I've stepped into that like, oh, I want to hang out with my dad. Like, let's, let's all go do something. Let's couple it up. You know, he has been seeing someone for a uh, few years now, which I and I love her. Um, That's so great. Yeah. So, but with my, it's very interesting with my mother. It's neither of those things. Just I think because of the reintroduction, I think. When she visits, because she has visited us, you know, we have... Is she, like, nearby, or...? Uh, No, she's even further north than where we grew up. Oh, okay. So it does take her a bit if she was, you know, if she was going to visit. However, she has visited a few times, and I always can rely on day two. It's Mm -hmm. so funny, because my um, fiancé jokes, like, just wait till day two. After that immediate, like, day one of her... He seems like a saint, by the way. No, he's He's like... like When I say... I don't know how I found, I don't know. I just don't know. It's like all real. I do not know how I found this beautiful, beautiful human. That's my other half. But, um, but yeah, so she'll, it's like day two, she becomes like her again. And we have this like playful relationship. I've asked her for advice. Um, and to be really truthful, what the reason I can't talk so often is because you know, with anybody who is, who is, I don't know, living an alternate mm-hmm. lifestyle, maybe their mindset's shifting. There's good days. There's bad days. And, oh, my God, how adorable. Allie just walked in. She had to go upstairs oh for a God. second and get Lily. I had to get Amelia Ray, my daughter. You are the most gorgeous, beautiful oh, human I've ever seen, <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm gushing. <laughs> wow. I'm and the, and the cycle right? begins. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, You're going to screw up your kid one day, too. No, just get it. They're so cute. I'm terrible. So much. Oh, my gosh. little PJs. Sorry, I'm gushing no, over this because she's a No, no. Hi, honey. And she's smiling. smiling at you. She, she has, has like, 100 teeth, teeth now. She I just realized. teeth now, yeah. Like, 106, oh same thing. She's so cute. Thank you. I love you so much. You're so cute. <laughs> anyway. Um, but, yeah. So, so it, it's always, like, there's times where she reminds me of the same person that I grew up with, which is the most difficult part for me because it's nostalgia and it's a reminder oh, I get it. of that. And that's the, that's the wrestling part. So, so we, we talk, we've, it, it, I think it's so subjective depending on what is she visiting? Is it for an event? Is it just a phone call? Um, it varies. And I'm, I'm trying to embrace like, the uncertainty mm-hmm. of not really ever knowing what I'm going to get. And I think that's also the perfect pairing with my relationship with my dad, which is this consistent, constant, reliable mm-hmm. thing. So I think that helps me with the, like, you know, the heartbeat and the rhythm. Yeah. And then give or take, it's always kind of hit or miss. And I don't know how we'll connect ever with my, like with my mom. And sometimes it's beautiful. She's advised me over the past couple of years when I'm really in distress and this mm-hmm. is such a testament to motherhood when I am in distress and really losing it or like I got I had this huge health scare last year all of a sudden she got herself on a bus she arrived the next day where she did she was it, I'm it, happy to hear that it was incredible because this instinct of forget okay. everything I'm going through what matters is my daughter that makes sense. So, so like cool. she then sort of becomes the person that you need 
you know, just sometimes you're doing these podcasts and you're having a moment and you're crying and you're talking to my name's Jane and the dog barks and you're like, there's no, there's no way to do this properly. And it is, it is what it is. I'm happy we've made it this far. Um, yeah, we did, right? I mean, I will say we've been recording for a while. Like Amelia has been slept. No, no, I know. I know. Um, this is, I was gonna but say. No, I appreciate she. It's like she said, like her mom stood up. Like I, I believe most most mothers that instinct, especially for me as a new mom, it kicks in. Like it immediately, does. you're like, I need to be there for my baby, no matter yeah. how old they are. One hundred percent, and that's what I found. Like reliably, I know that if I ever. And at that edge, that edge, and that point. She will. She'll become the person you need her to be. I mean, yes. And she's been there. She really has. Like, she did. She even helped me through this trying, like, you know, I, I was in this position to make decisions inside of my career. I think it was, like, two summers ago. And and there was this week of just chatting that I really enjoyed. And I'm just thankful for those times. Yeah. Um, I'm thankful for those times because sometimes, like, within the homeless community, like, you know, she talks about doing this research there, and I'm like, well, that's a lot of years of research if that's what you're doing there. Sometimes she'll talk about that, and I think that she's also documenting and writing. She's extremely smart as well, which is, oh, man, it's always a hodgepodge, right? At the end of the day, like, there's times where I break, and I'll be like, just get out. Just stop. Just please. Like, go. Like, anything. We will do whatever. And so she doesn't want to like live in an apartment somewhere. Um, no. And a testament to that is we were chatting a lot about, you know, what it would look like to get an RV. And, and this is a common misconception. She and her, you know, partner that she has now mm-hmm. work. Um, like she works every so often. He works steadily. What? And right. See, so this is the craziness that people don't really know about the homeless community is some of them have jobs and they actually bought a car, which my fiance and I didn't understand. And we just couldn't understand it. That's so like, I'm not like judging. I'm just like, it's like, I'm afraid to sound judgy with this because I'm I'm not judging. I'm I'm almost like, I'm almost like impressed that like, no, I've heard this before too, that there are some people like they're kind of voluntarily homeless, but they, do have things around them that like could allow them to not right so let me oh right so I should probably tell you as well like she's um it's it's the exact it's voluntary homelessness it's not like oh I have to be this way there's no like cups on the street involved like there's like a life like an out to dinner on an anniversary that's Uh, so like it's I know it's crazy I know and it's so it's so strange it's like people, it's not, it's so uncommon. And it's like looking at you. So this is great for a podcast, but Erica is gorgeous. Oh, I love you. So she has yeah. like perfect hair. She's in this gorgeous pink top. Like if you, you get from, you there's a radiant positivity. Thank you. You would never look at you. I know exactly where you're going. You would never look like, at her and go, oh you, my God, this is like what you went through and what you're still living. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, I got this it. Is, <laughs> I was like, that's why it's so ironic is because. It's so crazy because the people who knew my mother growing up, too, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you are this version of, like, thank you very much for, for saying that because I like to embody, you know, just keeping with class and grace and love. Yeah. That's like, all we were taught. Like, my sister and I also have a great moral compass. Mm-hmm. This is ironic that every 
single year without fail. Mm-hmm. My mom had this thing that she liked to do where we would pack up all this stuff and go to San Francisco and just give back to the homeless. Aww. And it was so crazy. But like, yeah. So for me, I mean, especially with the stuff that I'm involved in, in the public eye, if you will, it's just been one. There's a perception of the people hearing this and they're like, wait, you have a homeless mom. And I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like- And then there's the other side of it where, you know, there's public libraries and there's the internet's accessible to everybody. And once I started opening up about this story, oh, there's this whole other line, storyline where I'm sharing my experience as it happened. And some of that includes, you know, things that are personal and family. And, you know, my mother's able to read some of that. And it's like, wow, how does that affect what I share? If she's like, well, this is, this didn't, this is why really. And I'm, you know, or like, oh, I didn't like the way that this was worded Uh, somewhere. And I'm like, listen, what's true for me (laughs) is true for me. This is my experience. And I have nothing but admiration, respect, and love. And I hope it would never land for anyone. Like she left and I don't understand. She left and I do understand. And it's this new normal and world for me. So it's just like so crazy. So nuts. I, I mean, You know, it's, but it's your, I always say that because like my husband and I will like have arguments and he'll be like, I didn't say that or I didn't mean that. I'm like, yes, but that was my experience on it. Yes, totally. This is how it landed. And it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter what your intentions were. It doesn't matter what happened. Like this was my experience Mm -hmm. or I mean, not even just like in general, it's like, I will look back at things and you kind of wonder and I'm like, yep, it's. Your, it doesn't really matter what the reality was. Right. It only matters what your reality of it Exactly. Was. Like, this was my life for seven years, and now I'm sharing and I'm talking about it. So, um, yeah, it's it's been so interesting. And it's, it's funny amazing. once I started sharing vulnerably, that is all of a sudden, not only was it freeing, that's like a given, but it also landed with my audience so... In a way, it just it just landed in a way because you were that I never you. expected. Yeah. So so now it's like I mean, bringing it full circle, my whole brand and like especially the Passionistas book, the Passion of Paycheck brand. It's there's all of this emphasis. will be linked in the show notes, by the way. Oh, so awesome. if anyone wants us, like just well, we'll yeah, yeah. it's linked. Um, there's such a, a a stream of sharing the things that you just don't know from googling a person because if you were to Google me, it's like. I don't know that any of this comes up. Maybe, you know, a public talk I gave on YouTube. Sure. But none of this is in a Wikipedia. Do you know what I'm saying? So, um, like my mission is, Hey, mainstream media, can we talk about these things? Like, I I think it's so important. And I think it's so important that no matter what your challenge is to, to overcome it. Cause I think that like, I'll hear your story or I'll hear about like other people. Like, do you know, Lauren Everts from skinny confidential? Yes. So you know her story about her no, mom. But I know her and her oh. podcast. Well, you'll have to go look I mean, like, the, whole actually world. talks no about she way. did a podcast with Dr. Dr. Drew came on her podcast and they talk a little yeah. bit about it. Yeah. But her mother what? her mother died by suicide. Yeah. Which is hard. It's Horrible. it's known in the public, so Horrible. I can say that I'm yeah, not saying yeah, anything yeah. that she hasn't and there's for anyone listening, by the way, you can look, she writes about it yeah. um on theskinnyconfidential.com. Yeah. Got it. Wow, we should connect. Yeah. And when I heard about that, I was like I had a new respect. Like, 
even though that hasn't been my experience or your experience hasn't been my experience, I think we all have challenges. Oh, absolutely. And when you hear about them, you get to know a person in a whole new way and you just relate to them. You relate. That's the key word. You relate. relate. You immediately yeah. like, oh my God, you're a person to yes. me and I feel for you and I see all these layers of you. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. you'll think like someone, if someone can overcome A, I can overcome B. And that's I think right. that that's so important. Well, and that's oh, yeah, yeah. I see that. It's the truth though. I think that like in our weakest and not just my, like I know other people too, people go through things and to just keep pretending that everything is perfect and everyone has this perfect yeah. life, yep. I don't... We don't buy it. No, we don't buy it. And we all realize now, finally, I think most of us, that social media is a highlight reel. Oh, like, yeah. at best. Like, it is... It, yeah. People have no idea the lives people live, the struggles people go through. And again, you see someone for one minute and you, you immediately judge them because that's what we do. We judge. We don't, yeah. we don't always mean to judge, but we judge. And you look and you're like, oh my God, look at them. And they have this bag and look at their, their self together and look at the person they're with. And the list goes on. Totally. And again, you just go through all these things in your mind and think, this is what they are. And I have already created in my head the story of you, even though I have no fucking clue who you are, right. what you do, or what, you know where you got to where you are and what's happening. And so yeah. I think I love that you said, like, to us, that in the public eye, like, you are trying to share more and more of that realness Absolutely. and of that vulnerability. And the funny part is you're exactly right. People will learn about you, whether you're intentionally teaching them or not. Right. So if you're going to share things like on your platforms or in interviews or anywhere or anywhere know that it's someone's going to learn from it so may as well share authentically and have exactly. them learn things that are relatable about you yes that's yeah. right and yeah. have them take away something that maybe potentially like Amanda said can inspire or empower you to feel they went through this so I can do that and that's oh, you what, can we're, do all, that's what we're all yes. here for yes like I've never known as much as I know to my core in my truth you no one no one is ill-equipped. No one, like, all these barriers and boundaries. I don't have a website. I don't have a link. All this stuff. It's like, you have exactly what you need between your two ears and probably in the people around you. Go. Ready? Go. Go. I love that. Like, people are That's sitting, beautiful. like, yeah. And it's like paralysis, right? Mm-hmm. They, that's fear and they don't have this to start. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like chanting you on. Yeah, girl. I love you, and it's like, wow, no, I really know. You don't have to own much. You could do, you could, there's so much you can do. Like, I never felt like I had more. I never felt more rich than having literally zero to my name. I'm- no, it's true though. It's like you don't know what you can survive until you've tested, survived right? it, until you're tested. Yeah, yeah, I joke like this happens, you know, those midlife crises that people talk about. I was just fortunate enough to be tested at like 18, 19. Just texting the fiance. Yeah, it's on. <laughs> oh, great. We took a little and break we're and we're back. So tell, so tell us about from passion to paycheck. This is obviously the second part of a two part, two parter. I, we're, we're, we're not the things we're too lazy to blog about. I'm not doing this as one episode because we need it as two. I love it. Yeah, um, no, no, no. So no, people are just such a story. It needs to be. It, it's we want two. To come back and listen to more. No, that's great. But so really quickly, how did you get into broadcasting? And tell us about from passion to paycheck. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so oh man, so I got into broadcasting. Um, I was. <laughs> this is ironic. So I was graduating college, having just like finished an internship at a radio station. That's amazing. And I became the youngest ever 
marketing director for Intercom Broadcasting. Amazing. Wait, do you know Megan Holiday? Uh, no, this is the San Diego market. Okay, it's San because she is. I think that's who she's. Megan with. Holiday. Was she was a previous guest. Oh no, San Francisco. Hey, let's confuse San Francisco yeah, okay. and San Diego because yeah. I'm kind of a moron. Yeah, it's the other one. Like, yeah, duh. <laughs> You're so cute. Um, yeah. So I actually started on the air and on a morning show. Um, I was called intern Erica, but it that's was only so because cute. I was young. That's what they named me. I wasn't actually an intern, mm-hmm. trick of the trade. And then I actually stepped into this marketing director position role, mm-hmm. which is crazy because if anybody knows anything about corporate America, this director role usually comes after like five to ten years. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the most smooth because a lot of people quit. They were like, she's so young, like to hell with it. It was just crazy. Mm-hmm. So I um, I was obviously in radio then still doing the on-air stuff. Once the on-air stuff sort of, um, you know, I don't know, tapered back, there was more music mornings and just less room for personality work. I was able to pitch these vlogs, which I hosted on the platform. So we had three radio stations, three different formats, um, enjoyed it and loved it. However, I knew there was sort of this bigger calling, like this personal brand that I wanted to pursue. So I actually, while I was while I was full-time employed, like day job to dream job, mm-hmm. made these connections with Fashion Week there and the late night show. And so I pivoted and began um, co-hosting Fashion Week year-round and working on the late night show and then was able to transition out of radio broadcast um, but still stay on their roster to cover all of their red carpets. That's amazing. I just enjoyed it so much. And it was it's just, it's always been my whole life. I love entertainment. I love doing this for a living. It's just my favorite thing on earth. Um, and then combined later with the entrepreneurial stuff, you know, Passion to Paycheck was born from the television space that I work in, in combination with the book and other personal development work I've done. Um, so yeah, so right now I'm with Average Socialite, which I freaking mm-hmm. love with them. So um, I'm the entertainment reporter for the LA market, which has been really cool. Um, integrating that into Passion to Paycheck and just establishing even more of like a partnership because when I'm in something, I'm like, how can I amplify your platform? So Mm -hmm. I've been loving that. And um, again, just combining the two and taking our keynote speakers have always been TV personalities because that's my background. So getting to hear from the people you're watching every day, people like Kelty, who you know really well, what they're really going through has just kind of become the passion of my life or something along those lines. No, it's amazing though. It's such, it's such a good event. Like I said, like Allie and I go to like a bajillion events and like, I don't, nothing sticks out of my mind. And like, I never go to everything feels the same. And Amanda called me and was like, Allie, you have to go next year. Like this event is like, this is, there's something about the energy. Oh my God. I can't wait to have you. (laughs) I'm so excited. It's like, there's something about the energy there. And I felt like it was just, it gave me just, just because, like, it's so the entertainment industry is so hard. Oh, 100%. And it's so cutthroat and it's so, again, like, can be fake. And there's just so much to it until you get through, again, like what you were saying earlier, Erica, of, like the underlying and all those layers. And you find those people at Kelty and things like that, yeah. that it can be like really discouraging and it can be really hard. And yeah. you said when you came out of Fashion Week, you're like, Allie, 
I am like, this like, is amazing. It. I'm like, I love like, you. She was so, no, I'm that's so I was so happy was I went. Dude, I'm that's like, wow. Amazing. It's funny because we're starting an advisory board next year, which will be, anyway, so maybe there's some room for Amanda. No, I would yeah. love to. I thought it was so, in, like, and I was actually invited to some other panel thing. I'm like, oh, not another panel. Because I feel like no panels yeah. are not going to be as good as yours. Oh, I love you. Yay. Well, I'm excited. Um, so. Just like the brands were uh, co-presenting with Bumble Biz this year. So they're a partner. And I know. I have to get on that. Oh, yeah. No, you need to. Oh, you know what? Former guest and editor of A Sweat Life um, does their Chicago thing. Um, Gina Anderson Cohen. Oh, no way. So if yeah, you're ever in Chicago, so let me know. Intro, like so many endless possibilities of overlap. There's so much synergy, it's fabulous. I know. It's no, I just have to say that like I love supporting women who support other we love yeah. supporting yeah. women we who support other women. It's all about supporting other women and how yes. helping each other grow, because that's what it's all about. So oh my god, yeah. We only have a few minutes, but if you could just in one or two minutes and we'll link it in the show notes, tell us about your show. Because oh, if you yeah. cannot attend it, there is you now have a show. Yeah, on, on, on yes, online. Yeah, streaming and now. Yes, streaming. Oh. We are on Apple TV. So right. and Ro- so wait, exciting. and Roku, I think. Yes, Roku. Apparently, is it's also. Yeah. I actually got rid of my Apple TV and I have Roku. So oh, shout amazing. out Roku. My yeah, Apple shout TV. out Roku. Uh, so Passion to Paycheck was picked up uh, last year Congrats. by thank you so much by a network called Focus TV. Uh, now transitioning to EverTalk. So I know it's a little confusing. It's a little confusing. I know, um, but it's interesting because it's the same sentiment of every single one of our guests, public figures in the industry, etc. It is the stuff that you cannot find on the Instagram feeds of the guests. So you can always find that on focustvnetwork.com slash passion to paycheck or all the passion to paycheck info you could ever want at passion to paycheck.com. Again, links are in the show notes. Yeah, there's going to be links in the show notes. And of course, um, any little last bit that you'd want to leave with our listeners, maybe a tip, maybe a little tidbit, just a little nugget of something from you. Not that we get gold this whole two No, no, I love it. I know. This is, this is amazing. I love you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I guess like what comes top of mind isn't like a put together quote or anything, but it's just the same sentiment that we just talked about, which now I'm going to take into the rest of my day to day, which is you have everything you need. Okay. You have everything you need to start whatever you want to start, to get through whatever it is you're going through, and to be the person that you want to be and live that fulfilled life now, 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 now. Um, I think I like experienced it, and now I can say for certain, mm-hmm. like having experimented on myself, um, everything you need is already within you. And it sounds cliche, but it's just the truth. So if that inspires one person to know they're, they've already got everything they need, then I love that. I'd love for that to come through. And as we always say, say, be fabulous. And be yourself. And be yourself. And be a passionista. (laughs) Hashtag passionista. Bye. Taught them both how to chain Fonda. One, two, three, four. Get your booty on the dance floor. Work it out. Shake it, little mama. Let me see you do the chain Fonda.